airplane. It's going up forever, Mom. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Yo! Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, where your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, breaking news, culture, magic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Crazy, crazy news. Bitcoin's fixing the world's energy grids. I think it's starting in Texas, but slowly but surely, it's going to spread all over the world. And you, you see this. You see little bits of news here and there, right? Whether it's Oman announcing that they're going to invest $1.1 billion, that's billion with a B, to mining infrastructure. Of course, of course, Volcano Energy happening in El Salvador. Max Kaiser and Stacey Herber pushing that over there going uh, in in the shining country on the hill, the savior El Salvador. And of course, uh, you know, the, the the news that came out of it was or the original article was dropped by Forbes, which is the country of Bhutan uh, has been secretly kingdom of Bhutan has been secretly mining Bitcoin for a while now. So we're going to break it down uh, into all this. And and uh, it's because this article was released. I think it was it was September 8th. So it was a couple days ago. And it was uh, dropped by Mackenzie Segalos on CNNBC. And it's Texas paid Bitcoin miner Riot uh, $31.7 million to shut down during heat wave in August. So we're going we're gonna to cover as to why they did that, how it actually benefits the grid. Remember, guys, Bitcoin is the energy buyer of last resort, right? It, it stabilizes the grids. Um, and I know like a lot of the talking points, like it uses too much energy, like it actually does the exact opposite. And then that kind of goes into, because I think a lot of people don't understand electric, uh, electricity production. Like, look, the fact is that when you produce uh, electricity, you have to use it on the spot. There's no effective way of storing it and you can't transport it efficiently over long, uh, over long distances. So you kind of have to use it on the spot. So that puts... Uh, grid operators in this predicament where they kind of have to, I don't want to say predict or guess, but they kind of have to do that. They have to have like a, a strong assumption. Now, imagine if they didn't have to do that because there was always an energy buyer no matter what. And that's what Bitcoin miners provide. So we're going to get into the details of this. I think it's going to fundamentally change the world, specifically for isolated, for communities that were otherwise isolated, but they have an abundant amount of stranded energy. All of a sudden, that stranded energy, Bitcoin gives it value. That's that's what well, Bitcoin miners are actively seeking throughout the world. And I think it's going to fundamentally change uh, things. And I'm most bullish in Africa. Like you have you have these very isolated communities that would otherwise be very poor. There's no opportunities. Bitcoin miners could co go in there and provide economic opportunity. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. We also have uh, some uh, an update for you guys. And I'm really, really excited for uh, for, uh, you know, a release that is, is going to be was, is going to be coming out of Swan very, very soon. But what I'm referring to is uh, how Ripple acquired a crypto focused charter trust company, Fortress Trust. So we're gonna, we'll have an update for you guys on that as well. Uh, it's going to be a great show overall. Looking forward to it, and uh, I'm going to bring up my legendary co-host, always optimistic. How are you doing, Opti? What's up, dude? Uh, just sorry, I, I was getting distracted by the chat. Hello, everyone. We are back. It's Monday. What a weekend. Uh, I, I fully unplugged this weekend. Good to be here, actually, and had a great, great stream on sessions. Why are we bullish? And actually, before I go on, or yeah, I, I want to give McLovin a shout out in the chat. He's always hanging out with us, and he did a comment on why are we bullish about how I basically orange pilled him the first time he watched Simply Bitcoin and instantly dumped his shit coins. Okay, it's past the two first two minutes. And uh, went Bitcoin only. And like, this is why we do this show. This is why we try to make this show in such a way that we can get as many new people stacking Bitcoin and realizing why they should be holding Bitcoin only. So shout out to you, McLovin. Uh, really felt that comment over the weekend. It, it, you know, warmed my heart, bro. My my Grinch heart grew, uh, grew a centimeter over the weekend. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we're, we're talking about energy because I've been saying it for a while. Uh, I've been referencing my boy, Mike Hobart. We've been talking about this on the Twitter spaces all the time about how the marriage of Bitcoin mining and energy is really where Bitcoin is going to be unstoppable and it's going to be ubiquitous with the modern world. So like Bitcoin mining and energy 
is why Bitcoin will never go away. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into that in the news or the numbers. I don't know where we're at. We got a guest today. Shouts out to Thomas, a.k.a. Uh, Thomas underscore far on Twitter. He's co-founder of Apollo Sats, a memer. So we'll get his Bitcoin story. But uh, how are you doing this morning, Thomas? What is Apollo Sats, first of all? Let's start off with that. Yeah, well, pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, yeah, look, it's a place to search and discover and find Bitcoin products and services, basically. Um, you know, people people come to the site, write reviews, get paid in sats to do that. And then you can find and, you know, read read people's reviews and basically find where to buy, where to buy Bitcoin, where to store Bitcoin, all the things you need to do for Bitcoin. It's like the Yelp for Bitcoin. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, it's basically, you know, on, on look, on Twitter, you'll find, and, and you know, podcasts or, or videos like this, you know, why Bitcoin? But yeah, we're just trying to solve, you know, a different thing, which is, okay, where, you know, how? So that's what we're working on, basically. Awesome. That's that's really, really freaking cool. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, I'm hyped for today's show. Happy to be back in Miami. Uh, I'm really excited for this week. Let's get it going. No more delay. Let's jump straight into the numbers. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed all right guys i made it easy for you guys all you got to do is scan the qr code on your screen it'll take you directly to the stamp seed website you can use promo code simply to get 15 percent any 15 uh, off any of their products anyways at the time of recording pause the show right now stack some sats twenty five thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars sats per dollar three thousand nine hundred eighty Block height, 807,198. Blocks to having 32,802. Having estimate April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 4,724. Bitcoin capacity value, 118 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization is $489 billion with the B. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 3.83%. Anyways, very, very big news. I think this was the highest uh, or one of the largest uh, transaction fees that was paid of all time. Someone paid half a million dollars for a Bitcoin transaction. They completely overpaid 19 Bitcoin. Absolutely crazy. Um, and Sonny Poe asked, what is this and how and how do I make sure this never happens to me? And shout out Patrick, the motorist, he replied, this happens in manual Bitcoin transactions. The user inputs all the addresses the Bitcoin is going to, and whatever is left over is the TX fee. Someone not understanding this may think the remainder stays with the sender. That never happens. You need to specify an address for your change. Now, most Bitcoin uh, wallets do this automatically. Like if you use Electrum, if you use Blue Wallet, if you use uh, Sparrow, a huge fan of all of those wallets, they do this for you, right? And also if you're using a hardware wallet, uh, hardware wallets will also tell you like on the screen itself when you're confirming the transaction, they'll usually give you a prompt and calling it change, right? They'll say this is the change and it's going back to you. Um, so clearly this person tried to do it manually. Uh, there's shit coins like Ethereum that this doesn't happen. So maybe this was a person that was used to dealing with Ethereum and didn't know. But boy, oh boy, is that a very, very freaking expensive lesson. 19 Bitcoin, half a million dollars. Also, shout out to Mike Hobart. He posted uh, this amazing uh, 
this amazing visual for anyone who's listening. And it just it's a video of the rent price versus household income. And it's interesting. It doesn't go back all the way to 1971, but eh, it's pretty close. It's at 1985. And as you can see, the rent price is just completely outpacing the household income. Mike Hobart says the fiat system is working as intended. I completely agree. This is fiat for you, right? This is something that we've talked about many, many, many times on this show. Uh, fiat, every time they print money, it's a wealth redistribution mechanism from the lower and middle classes that do not have the means to save in assets. They save in dollars to the very wealthy and back to the government. And the very wealthy do have the means to save in assets. So they actually benefit from inflation, not necessarily in terms of purchasing power, but any assets they're holding, whether that's real estate, stocks, bonds, all of that stuff, not necessarily bonds, but let's say it's real estate, equities, uh, any of that stuff, that tends to go through the roof when they print money, right? So look, this is this is what Bitcoin's all about. Like it, it, it's making life affordable once again. We've pulled up this website uh, many, many times for you guys, priced in Bitcoin. And we've been making the case for you guys for a long time now, how in if you save in Bitcoin, uh, your life actually gets cheaper over time, right? Whether that's on a three-year or five-year scale, uh, that iPhone or that that house that you wanted uh, actually gets cheaper. You spend less Bitcoin trying to purchase the same good, and that over time forces or incentivizes long-term thinking, right? Because all of a sudden, you don't have to worry about making more just to make just to pay rent. Uh, you can you it, it, it changes you into thinking, OK, how do I save? Because if I don't save uh, and I let's say I buy this house right now in a couple of years, all if I waited a little bit more, uh, I would have spent less Bitcoin buying the same house. I would have spent less Bitcoin buying the same iPhone. I would have spent less Bitcoin buying the good or service. Right. So this is what we're talking about. But this is what Bitcoin fixes. Absolutely. And shout out to Mike Cobart for for posting this video. I think he tweeted it originally from Ashley Sinclair. So shout out to her. And again, I, I feel really bad for that person uh, that spent half a million dollars at today's prices, spending for a Bitcoin a transaction, they completely overpaid. But also, shout out to you, man. Thank you so much. Or him, her, they. they, they thank you for supporting the Bitcoin network. We really appreciate it. Right. So anyways, uh, what are your guys thoughts on this? Well, I have a question first. Uh, what was uh, how much money were they trying to set, uh, send like in the transaction? Not not the fee, because you said 19 Bitcoin for the fee. Um. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but it wasn't. Let's just say that they completely overpaid. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I saw some. I saw some speculation that, that they were. This is washing the Bitcoin. What did you think about that? Well, I mean, they would be gambling to make sure that the right the right pool was the one that was getting it, right? Uh, so like, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like a big miner, like, but they would still be speculating that that mining pool was the one that found it. Right. So I, I, right. I, I think it might, have like my opinion, I think it most likely was a little fuck up, a uh, very painful lesson there, uh, for sure. I don't know. What's your take Opti? I mean, dude, hey, like, <laughs> that's that's why we recommend certain wallets and we don't do this manual because uh, I do not want to wreck myself. I mean, I don't have, what, 20, 20 plus Bitcoin sitting there just waiting in a single transaction. But hey, man, I don't know, like, it is what it is. Shouts out to the miners that got paid. Actually, I think I might have saw something on Twitter saying, like, the miner that might have got this or some of the miners, and maybe this was a troll, they're like, uh, I'll wait a little bit and I'll just redistribute the these bitcoins to other miners so i don't know who tweeted that out but i don't know man hey it is uh oh yeah look literally no bs bitcoin just just uh posted it said f2 pool to return 20 btc transaction fee to owner if it's claimed within three days so it literally Oof. just pop, popped up on my phone so i guess yeah, it wasn't I'll, just uh, troll. i'll claim it Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, me too, guys. Yeah, no, but that's really nice. That's really nice of F2 Pool. Like, they don't need to do that. Yeah, um, right. So it's really, really nice that they did that. And, like, clearly, like, that was a mistake. Like, yeah, they completely apparently. overpaid uh, by, like, thousands of, of, of percentage points. And, yeah, so, I mean, look, uh, I, I don't know. Again, it, it definitely it's because they tried to do it manually. Um, you know, most wallets, like open source wallets, like they, they don't let you do that. Like they will literally tell you, okay, this is going to the change address. Uh, but yeah, you know, 
it's it is like in a way like I don't want to say, but it is. This is kind of like the Wild West. Like this is like the the pros of of you know. <laughs> hey, there's of, no takebacks. <laughs> there's a pros of there's pros and cons. Like I I I I in my opinion, there's more pros than there is cons. But you know, there this is sovereign money. Like this is you know like in if this was a wire, you know, you could have called the bank and been like, okay. I sent too much money and then you would have gone through this large, like long and arduous process of getting the wire back. But there is a possibility of doing just that. In this case, uh, you know, it's completely up to the F2 pool and shout out to them for, you know, acting honorably to, uh, you know, to return that. So very, very interesting. Um, anyways, any, you guys have any more takes? Yeah, I have one more little uh, take on the video that Mike Hobart posted. Um I mean that the just like watching that visual and and seeing how like uh the chart starts to go like exponential it, it just man you know I've seen that chart before like at the very end but just to see it grow it, it like it was kind of mind blowing I'm like oh my god wow like real time visual of how poor we have become as a citizenry and and it's very interesting in the beginning you know slightly after 1971 I think you said it was like 1985 or something uh, was the only time on that chart where household income was more than rent. And it's just like, holy, I, you know, <laughs> it just it just blows my mind just how poor as a middle class, as a lower middle class, you know, lower class we all are. And it's because of the money printer, like the fiat games or what, what Mike say, like, this is how fiat money works. Like this is a fiat s system visualized. And I don't know, it, it really just blows my mind that so many people are just still either i don't know unaware or just immune to the fuckery that is the fiat system and it just you know this is why we show up every single day as bitcoin content creators as bitcoiners to try to explain to people like the mechanisms for the reason that you're poor is very very obvious and and it's in plain sight to people that want to look and it's just stop burying your head in the sand. And this is why we try to come out every single day and just tell people, man, save a little bit in Bitcoin. This is a savings game. You need to have some capital or else you're just going to constantly get poor holding those melting ice cubes. That is fiat money. So I, it just it really blows my mind, man. A hundred percent. That that chart was great, but it actually it undersells it a lot because yeah. the thing is, is that interest income in, in the interest expense is actually never been higher relative to even rent so you got you got rent that's you know 5x relative to people's incomes but you know now now is actually a much better time to rent than than own a home you can't like i mean no nobody can buy a home and pay 7 8% interest on on these massively inflated houses right now so if anything it just massively undersells uh, what is a, you know, already a devastating story. Yeah, man, it's, it's incredible. It, it's really insane. Just how poor the fiat money fiat mechanism has made us. You know, I also wanted to say just on that, uh, that overspend by the, the Bitcoin, what I suspect it probably is. And this is something that's like maybe the, the biggest risk for people that are essentially kind of like those, those OGs is just that pe the people that think they already know everything and they're just so confident about it. That's when you, that's when people really get, get wrecked. And particularly also it can happen in kind of security terms where, you know, the, the average, the average pleb that's like, you know, got their coins on a treasure or something often actually has like a much better security setup than, than, than these guys from 10 years ago that have figured out their own, uh, wacky uh, system to to set up set up their security, and it's probably something similar here. You know, the average the average pleb would never make this kind of mistake if they're just using you know the basic tools that are available to people today. But you know, somebody somebody's trying to do something that they've probably done a thousand times before, and you know maybe they didn't have that their coffee in the morning or whatever, and they just they messed it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, to your point, remember like Luke Dash Jr. got got wrecked. Uh, what was that like a couple months ago? And I, I think he was yep. doing something very similar. And it reminds me of this thread that uh, American Hoddle put out on Twitter over the weekend. And he's like, our current, um, how do you phrase it? Like, 
the way that we are using Bitcoin right now with like hardware wallets and seed phrases, like we're in the dark ages right now. And it really does like we're still early to this UI UX experience surrounding Bitcoin. And uh, but but it's super easy. Like it is simple if you're using the up to date software that that, you know, like the average person should be using right now. It's like it, it doesn't have to be more difficult than it is, but I think it's improving in real time. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. All right, guys, let's jump into news. We got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to unpack. Let's check it out. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I made it easy for you guys. All you got to do is scan the QR code on your screen. It'll take you directly to the Foundation Devices website where you can get yourself a passport device. Anyways, guys, I want to jump into this. This is pretty big news. Texas paid Bitcoin miner riot $31.7 million to shut down during heat wave in August. So let's unpack what all this means. It goes on to say, during the crypto boom of 2021, Riot Platforms was, ra was raking in cash from Bitcoin mining. Now the company is losing so much money that it's counting on energy credits from selling power back to the Texas energy grid uh, to keep its costs under control. Riot said on Wednesday that it earned $31.7 million in energy credits last month from Texas power grid operator ERCOT. The company generated the credits by voluntarily curtailing its energy consumption during a record-breaking heat wave. The total value of the credits dwarfed the 333 Bitcoin the company mined in August, worth about $8.9 million at the end of the month. Quote, August was a landmark month for Riot in showcasing the benefits of our unique power strategy. Quote, the effects of these credits significantly lower Riot's cost to mine Bitcoin and are a key element in making Riot one of the lowest cost producers of Bitcoin in the industry. It's dramatic shift for Riot, whose revenue soared almost 8,000% in 2021 from booming demand for Bitcoin. The crypto market reversed in 2022, leading to a net loss of over $500 million for the year. In the latest quarter, the company lost $27.7 million. Bitcoin's recovery uh, this year from the 2022 lows has boosted Riot's stock, which is up 230% so far in 2023, closing Wednesday at $11, $11 a share, but it's still way down from its 2021 peak of 77.9. Bitcoin miners broadly have struggled amid, uh, amid low trading volume, according to an analyst from JP Morgan Chase. The firm found that the market cap of 14 US listed Bitcoin miners it, it tracked fell 21% in August to 9.7 billion. Riot was the worst performing stock in that list falling 39% the, the month. Ballooning energy prices have also helped to drag down profits for the sector, so the companies have turned to alternative sources of income. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT, has a relatively simple and mutually beneficial relationship, keyword mutually beneficial relationship, with Bitcoin miners. The agency through established demand response programs pays miners to reduce their power so as not to over, overstress the grid when air conditioners need to run at full blast. In addition to summer difficulties, ERCOT also failed during the fatal winter storm of early 2021. Riot's latest credits consist of 24 4.2 million from energy sold back to the ERCOT grid and 7.4 million in demand response credits. For years, Riot has been powering down opera uh, operations at its Rockdale mine about an hour from Austin to help ease the burden on the state's grid. ERCOT has historically struggled with fluctuating energy prices and sporadic service, so it strikes deals with flexible energy buyers like crypto miners. The agency also counts on Bitcoin miners to soak up excess power when there's too much supply, keeping prices in check. So that out of this whole article, that paragraph 
is where the signal's at, right? ERCOT has historically struggled with fluctuating energy prices and sporadic service, so it strikes a deals, so it strikes deals with flexible energy buyers like they say crypto, but it's really Bitcoin. Uh, the agency also counts on Bitcoin miners to soak up excess power when there's too much supply, keeping prices in check. Texas has made itself an ally to Bitcoin mining industry through credits, but the financial incentives hit a snag in early 2023. A bill to cut off the mining industry from those credits, SB 1751, packs the Texas uh, State Senate in April, but ultimately stalled out in House committee. Instead, state lawmakers passed two mining-friendly bills, expanding incentives and cutting red tape for the industry. It goes on to say the economic equation revolves around how much money those miners are losing by not being up and running. If the grid operators pay the miners a penny more than they would have made from mining in any given hour, then they'll gladly power down. Quote, all, all you have to do is pay the miners slightly more than what they would have made mining Bitcoin for an hour. Um, it goes on to say... Um, who uh, this is a person who runs a a, a uh, who runs Meow, a company that enables corporate treasury participation in crypto markets. Uh, Avangali calls it the setup a win-win. Marathon's Fred Thiel previously told CNNBC that from his experience, the companies get curtailed requests less than three percent of the time in the course of a year, which he estimates comes to about five to ten hours a month. Even Bitcoin miners that haven't cut a deal with ERCOT sometimes choose to power down at times of peak consumption when prices shoot higher. Unlike the rest of the continental U.S., that belongs to one of two interconnected grids. Ninety percent of Texas runs on ERCOT a deregulated independent network of energy providers that's not tethered to any uh, any grid in the U.S. While competition in the market often drives down the price of power as providers compete on costs to capture customers, it also means that there's less of a safety net baked into the grid. Uh, adding a, quote, controlled load, load resource like Bitcoin miners to the grid acts as a sort of life insurance policy or a hedge against disaster. Right. That's a very, very, very big statement. Anyways, uh, here's a tweet from Nick Carter, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. He goes on to say, it's pretty funny that Texas built a ton of wind and solar is now dealing with grid instability because of that. And Bitcoin miners that are long, uh, long power volatility are making money as a consequence. The grains are seething about it, but the culprit is the wind and solar that they love. If you don't want miners to make money selling insurance, to increasingly unstable grids, don't push variable intermittent renewables so hard. It's that simple. And that's not something that's talked a lot about when you talk about these so-called renewable energies, right? Wind isn't blowing 24-7 and the sun isn't shining 24-7, right? So it's an intermittent source. Now, what's really interesting about this, and I feel like it's like the cherry on top, right? is that Bitcoin miners could actually make this source of energy viable. But of course, you know, it's not coming from the state. It's not coming from the government through subsidies. It's coming through a free market approach. So it's just, it, you know, it, it's absolutely hilarious, in my opinion. Anyways, moving on to this, uh, here's Senator Ted Cruz. He goes on to say, I'm bullish on Bitcoin. Texas is the natural home for the digital assets industry since Texas love freedom and so do digital asset bulls. This innovation is already benefiting Texas's economy and grid. And what he was referring to is this article by Forbes. And the headline for our audio listeners is Bitcoin mining is benefiting the grid and the U.S. economy. It goes on to say, quote, what makes Texas different than the rest of the world is that Texans love freedom and so do digital asset bulls. He said that he was especially bullish on Bitcoin because it enhances freedom by being uncontrollable. Cruz believes that this is the character characteristic which has triggered governmental resistance, referring to China's Bitcoin ban as an example. Bitcoin's uncontrollability is achieved through the way that the network is secured. It goes on to say, while some may criticize the amount of electricity consumed, the Bitcoin network has unique attributes which are providing some positive externalities in the energy sector. It goes on to say, Cruz said that Bitcoin mining can operate like a battery, describing Bitcoin miners' role in demand, demand response programs. Bitcoin miners are able to monetize the excess capacity that would go to waste on an average day, but that capacity can be curtailed in seconds, releasing the energy back to the grid when needed. Quote, it's essentially an energy reservoir of power. I think that's one of the tools we can utilize to enhance resilience, uh, resiliency in the grid, right? Because that was one of the mainstream media's or the legacy 
corporate media is better said, one of their narratives, right, that Bitcoin mining was actually causing instability when in rea reality, Bitcoin mining is causing stability to a grid that was made in state unstable because of the government's push uh, uh, push towards the so-called uh, renewable energy sources that are intermittent. They're not available 24-7. Anyways, it goes on to say Bitcoin miner electricity consumption allows for an economically viable way to keep excess capacity online that may only be needed occasionally throughout the year. Marty Bent had some comments and he goes on to say, this is a tweet, we're very passionate uh, about what we're doing because we believe deeply that work we are doing both on grid and off grid to turn wasted resources into sats is going to have many compounding positive effects on the areas we operate in. Bitcoin is a powerful tool that is revitalizing neglected areas of the U.S. Most do not see it yet, but they will in time. We plan to highlight the benefits of Bitcoin mining on energy systems through our work as we stack some sats along the way. We're going to win. By the way, this isn't just possible for the U.S. This is happening all around the world. It goes on to say, we target areas that are falling uh, population with falling population rates, look for substations that were once serving manufacturing facilities that have left. In doing so, Bent says that their operations are able to monetize the excess energy and keep rates lower for the consumers in those areas. It goes on to say, Bent also spoke to the impact of their off-grid operations capping stranded and abandoned oil wells, which mitigates uh, methane emissions. Bitcoin mining ensures wells are being maintained and ensures they're pr uh, producing value, right? Because otherwise that flared gas would go into the atmosphere. That flared gas now has value because you can turn it into sweet, sweet Satoshis. And again, I said that this is a worldwide thing. This isn't just happening in the US. This is an article that we covered when it dropped. And the headline is the kingdom of Bhutan has been quietly mining Bitcoin for years. Why, why did they come to the realization that Bitcoin is the answer? Well, they have a tremendous amount of stranded energy or excess energy. Let me read you the first paragraph. That article says, Beneath the Himalayas, rivers fed by ancient glaciers supply the tiny kingdom of Bhutan with immense stores of hydroelectricity. The renewable resource has become an economic engine accounting for 30% of the country's GDP and fueling homes of nearly all of its 800,000 residents. But for the past few years, Bhutan's royal government has been quietly devising a new use for these reserves, powering its own, its very own Bitcoin mine. I think um, I think it was Max Kaiser that originally said that quote, that Bitcoin mining was going to 51% attack the world's uh, energy grid. I completely agree with that statement. I think Bitcoin miners are the world's, uh, it's the world, you know, it's, it's the energy buyer of last resort. Um, and I think the more people realize that, come to that realization, the better. Uh, but that post by Nick Carter, like really, it's it's truly the cherry on top, right? You know, it's like all the people that were completely against it, um, all of a sudden they're coming to the realization that, holy cow, you know, Bitcoin truly does fix this. Anyways, Opti, what's your take? Um, yeah, first and foremost, uh, shout out to our boy, Mickey Koss, uh, for writing that article for Forbes. We see you, bro. I, I, I saw you uh, be the author. He was on the show last week. I think it was Monday. Anyways, uh, second, I'm in Texas and it was a hot summer. Like it, it's just cooling down right now. So finally some relief, but the energy cost for us did go up the last few months. And I wasn't really sure why we were kind of wondering why our energy costs were going up. But like, here it is, you know, the renewables have been a drain on the Texas grid and we were paying more for it. So shouts out to Riot for being a part of the solution. And uh, the energy prices here for us were, were fluctuating because of a struggling grid. And, and I, I saw some non-Bitcoiners kind of complaining about this on Twitter and Pierre Rochard just dunking on him just so beautifully, like he's, he's so capable of doing. So shout out to Pierre and Riot for being a part of the solution. And Bitcoin literally fixes this stuff, guys. And, and you know, the irony isn't lost on us Bitcoiners, considering how much FUD we have to go through constantly, the uphill battles, all the obstacles and amount of misinformation and disinformation that is rolled out in regards to Bitcoin mining because on the surface, it, it's, it's a very easy uh, narrative to say that Bitcoin mining wastes energy. It's bad for the environment. You guys don't care about the environment. But when you look into the details, it's very obvious. And, and we've been saying this for a long time on the show that Bitcoin mining literally helps the, the energy grids and, and it's uh, beneficial for all of humanity. Like, you should want Bitcoin miners in your area. And again, referencing my boy, Mike Hobart, he's been beating the drum on the idea that the marriage between energy producers and Bitcoin mining 
is one of the bullish reasons why Bitcoin will never go away. Like once they figure out that not only can they maintain profitability and, you know, use stranded energy and that it fixed the energy grids and improves our lives, like every energy producer in the world will have some will have to have a Bitcoin mining strategy. And if that doesn't make you bullish, like, I don't know what will. 100 percent. Uh, what's your take, Thomas? Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's a it's a great outcome for everybody in Texas, great outcome for Riot. And uh, I think everybody's happy about it, except for maybe a, a few select, you know, salty New York Times uh, journalists. But uh, realistically, I do think that the energy is shifting on this. I mean, we saw only just like a few months ago, I think the World Economic Forum of all places put out a video basically talk, you know, hyping up well, data mining, but essentially uh, Bitcoin mining for for this very purpose. So I think the story or the narrative is very much getting out there about, uh, you know, Bitcoin's ability to uh, access stranded energy and all the benefits that provides to humanity. I mean, it doesn't, I will say, it's not going to get rid of the FUD because there's a certain, you know, select group of people that They've just been using this this, uh, mining narrative basically because it suits their actual agenda. So they're just going to have to move on to something else. You know, it's more, I would say it's more of an excuse than a reason. And now more and more, they're just looking like idiots. So, you know, overall, look, this is a great thing for, you know, humanity and everyone really, but, uh, it's not going to get rid of the FUD. It's just going to move to something else. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're always going to try to, you know, find a point, find something to, to focus on and, and really blow it up. Guys, if you are enjoying the show, make sure to smash that like button. Help us break a hundred likes within the first hour. Also, shout out to everybody who's listening to us on Rumble. Shout out to all you guys there. Guys, if you can't find us on YouTube for whatever reason, the show goes live no matter what, 12:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Rumble, alternative video platforms. Anyways, I want to have a quick update for you guys in regarding to the news that we covered last week. So uh, Ripple uh, acquires crypto-focused chartered trust company Fortress Trust, um, which Swan uses for settlements as a custodian of record. It's not only Swan. I, I believe Fold uses them as well. Fortress will continue to operate autonomously. The vast majority of Swan clients, I think the last time I checked, um, it's 64% uh, use self-custody. That's also what we incentivize is use self-custody. For those who can't, uh, who won't or can't, Swan Swan uses Bitco for physical cold storage uh, of clients' Bitcoin. Fortress is for settlement. Uh, A custodian is legally required for certain products like the Swan IRA. Unfortunately, there is only one, which is Fortress. All that being said, I do have some really, really good news. I, I, I can't share it with you today, but it will. the news will drop this week. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys will be looking forward to it as well. Uh, here are some comments that happened over the weekend. Here's Corey Clipson responding to someone on Twitter. And he said, cannot onboard tens of millions of new Bitcoiners with, quote, wire us first and we'll send you uh, we'll send it to cold storage. That model will always result in a niche service. Uh, We do offer that model and some use it, but we also provide a way for new people to choose Bitcoin instead of of Binance. And I can't focus on that enough. Like not everyone's going to take self-custody, unfortunately, like that's the sad reality. you know, and uh, and another thing also is this aspect of it's not as simple as just providing the rails. You have to provide the education as well. Um, here's another comment from Twitter it says the Swan situation feels like a real commentary on lack of self sovereignty. Uh, parentheses owning and investing in your own expertise for custody, resulting in a lack of control over your destiny. Uh, Jan Pritzker, which is the the co-founder, said 64% of Swan purchased Bitcoin is withdrawn to self-custody thanks to our free and automatic withdrawals, coupled with constant education. As far as I know, we have the highest self-custody ratio of any exchange or brokerage, despite that some clients' uh, segments required qualified custody and do not withdraw. 
We don't even adjust that number based on this. Our clients have direct agreements signed with their qualified custodian. We are also very close to launching the industry's easiest self-custody on-ramp. Keep in mind that home-grown, un unaudited, unregulated, uninsured solutions are not appropriate for our clients that required qualified custodians. Look for some big uh for some big things coming soon, right? And that kind of goes into what is a custodian itself and what are the current models? Well, obviously there's the model of keeping the brokerage, the broker and the custodian separate, like is that's how it works in the traditional financial system or the, the Mt. Gox model, so to speak, where the broker and the custodian are one and you have to trust that said, uh, that said, uh, you know, that said Bitcoin exchange. And we've had, you know, we've, if you've been in Bitcoin for a long time, there are horror stories of just these massive, massive rug pulls. Obviously, you know, there is no perfect solution. Uh, but, you know, when there is a problem, when there is issues, uh, that's where entrepreneurs come in. That's where innovation comes in to try to tackle those problems and fix those problems. So here's a definition of what I got for what is a financial custodian. A financial custodian is an organization that holds customer securities for safekeeping to prevent them from being stolen or lost. The custodian may hold stocks, bonds, or other assets in electronic or physical form on behalf of its customers. Essentially, the custodian acts as a trustee for the investor's assets, ensuring that they are safe and secure. Additionally, custodians may also provide accounting and reporting services, as well as risk management and regulatory compliance support. So um, all that being said, like I said, I'm really excited about the news that's going to drop this week. Um can't tell you guys more about it or this week or coming soon, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a definitely it's, they don't call it the Bitcoin roller coaster ride for no reason. Opti, what's your take on all this? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think we were blindsided by this news, just like everyone else. And uh, it was really uh, just to say the least, a shocking, shocking news story. And, and everyone freaked out on Twitter. Um, but I think the Swan team responded like very quickly and very clearly of what's going on and their business models and basically the fact that they're like not taking this, you know, lying down and, and that they've been in the works for basically combating this solution again, you know, like I have no internal details and I don't know what it takes to be a brokerage. I'm just on the outside looking in and like, okay, they're a Bitcoin company. I do not want to see Bitcoin companies go down, but from what I saw, uh, the Swan team, is working on this and they're working on basically leaving fortress and so you know it's just uh it's just it's very unfortunate i guess maybe it's just like bad pr right now but again like i do not and never underestimate bitcoin entrepreneurs so i am sure that the guys over there at swan you know it is a bunch of bitcoiners a lot smarter bitcoiners than me i'm sure they are going to figure this out and and compete on the free market you know it is what it is that's like what it means to be a, a bitcoin startup that's what it means to be a startup in general it's basically just putting out fires constantly i mean over here at simply bitcoin we 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 may be a small, small thing in comparison to that, but we are startup and we aren't entrepreneurs over here. And like, bro, we're constantly putting out fires. So while it was a PR shitstorm, um, I think it, it maybe in the long term it might be one of those like nothing burger type things, and and it's just going to get fully figured out. And again, like I'm just waiting to see what they do and what they're about to roll out. And I'm sure we'll get some more news. I don't know in the next couple of weeks or something. So you know, I, I try to I try to bite my tongue on stuff like this at times because I don't want to dance on people's graves. And of course, we love Swan. They are one of our sponsors. So it was just like a blindsiding news story. Everyone was like, "What the f? This is." What is going on here? But uh, I, I think um, I think the team's handled it very well and, and just goes to show you that, like, you got to always keep your head on the swivel. And then, like we say all the time, you know, take your Bitcoin into self-custody. I, I, I say it every time on the show, like, I don't care where you buy your Bitcoin, but the most important thing to be doing is taking that Bitcoin into self-custody. And there's so many Bitcoin entrepreneurs out there that are just trying to kick ass and make things work. So... Again, I am hopeful that Swan is going to handle this correctly and with tact, and we'll just see moving forward. We're just watching it on the sidelines like everyone else, like, what's going on? But uh, it seems from the coverage I saw on Twitter that, you know, they got this covered. They, they have a business model that most of us probably don't understand because we don't have the inner workings of it. 
But uh, it seems like they f- they're going to figure this out or they're in the process of figuring this out. So, hey, shouts out to the entrepreneurs out there. Shouts out to Swan. I'm sitting on the sideline just like everyone else. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. And guys, and regardless of what, you know, or, or brokerage or what exchange you you decide to use, you know, the, the rule remains the same, right? Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Uh, you should always strive to take Bitcoin into self-custody uh, regardless of, you know, who your brokerage or what your exchange uh, of choice is. You should, you know, buy that Bitcoin, earn that Bitcoin, whatever it is, and you should take that Bitcoin into cold storage and put it, you know, with with keys that you only have access to, right? It's like, you know, it, with, with Bitcoin, you want to find yourself in a situation where it's trust minimized. You stop trusting other people with the custody of your wealth. And that's what you got to do, right? You know, so regardless... And that's what we always incentivize. And that's what Swan incentivizes too. And any Bitcoiner that's worth their salt and 99.99% of Bitcoiners are really good at this is just, you know, push for self-custody, learn how to do it. BTC Sessions has some amazing tutorials. Uh, You know, we push it hard on Simply. I know Swan pushes it hard as well. Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. That's it. Like if you don't like what's going on, if you don't like see what's happening, you know, you could protect yourself. You could see the world could be on fire next to you. Right. But, you know, for a fact, if you have your Bitcoin into self-custody, you're just watching with the side on the sidelines eating popcorn uh, while while everything is happening. So anyways, I'll say that, uh, Thomas, what are your thoughts on on all this? Yeah, look, I mean, it 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 sucks for Swan. There's no there's no doubt about it. I, I think it was uh, it was really unlucky. Um, it's just it's it's embarrassing, but it's it's not it's not it's nobody's fault. It's just um you know, it's 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 a pretty uh, unfortunate situation, really. Watching watching uh, Ripple essentially acquire a lot of people's uh, well custody of a lot of people's Bitcoin, which is just very awkward. But um, I think I think anybody anybody objective needs to look at it, you know, from and say, well, look, it was completely out of uh, any anybody's hands, really, except the Fortress team and. I, I, I think anybody that's judging it just needs to maybe sit back and give give Swan a bit of time to actually react to it because they it was I'm sure the news was shocking to them as well. So um, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see to see what what happens um, and what they do. But you know, uh, I'm confident that like nobody cares nobody cares more about it more than they do, right? So I'm pretty sure they'll figure find a pretty good solution yeah 100 percent um I'll, we'll, we'll have more news for in in that regard for you guys uh very very soon but anyways uh just a crazy 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 roller coaster ride in the bitcoin world guys i also want to give a very special shout out to one of our sponsors bitcoin evangelism planting the seed for the decentralized revolution it's a book by brian demintz from the orange Palap. the great tatum turnip once said bitcoin evangelism is like if the bitcoin standard and bitcoin for dummies had a baby have you ever struggled to answer your skeptical no coiners friends objections or maybe you answered it perfectly but they just didn't understand what you said bitcoin evangelism will equip you with an arsenal of simple illustrations to help articulate the tenets of bitcoin to anyone bitcoin boomer check on edna who is worried about bitcoin being the currency of the antichrist check annoying dude from work that rubs it in your face anytime the the bitcoin price is down check what about your crypto friends bitcoin evangelism is the most comprehensive bitcoin only book for the entire altcoin casino that will reverse the effects of the crypto brown pill and help more people see a bright orange future i made it easy for you guys scan the qr code on your screen it will take you directly to the bitcoin evangelism website any Anyways, guys, no more delay. Let's jump straight into the culture. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry, guys. Uh, of course, we are here with Thomas. He is a Bitcoin entrepreneur as well. So we will get into your project, bro. But I know that our audience and the people that watch the show, they just love hearing Bitcoin stories of, of how other people got into Bitcoin. So let's just start with that. Why are you obsessed with Bitcoin and why did you make a Bitcoin business? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I would say that, uh, you know, Bitcoin is is the truth and we're all on essentially a journey to, you know, find that truth. And it's been a long, long process for me over uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of years, um, but uh, you know, what? What? Look, I started. I started my career working in, in investing in finance, and you know, I, I met some key people along the way. That you know, people used to describe. People used to describe the world. There was a there was a term that was actually really common, um, sort of in the like 2015, 2016, and, and probably. Uh, don't hear it as much now, but it, there was a term that people used to say it was, it was, a, it was a bubble. It was an everything bubble. It's like, well, what does that what does that mean? What does what does that everything bubble mean? Well, it means you know, it means cash is trash basically, um, and that that's what going through that process is what really got my uh, you know my my brain spinning on on, on thinking about um, well, what what's the alternative. Love it. I, I absolutely love that you come from uh, traditional finance because that's usually one of the biggest contentions. It's like, oh, you know, I'm a finance. Bro. Actually, Nico has a story of one of his friends that like works at JP Morgan and he just hates Bitcoin. And it's just like, I, we get it, bro. <laughs> like, it's completely different. Uh, totally understandable. But that's a feature, not a bug. Anyways, uh, Thomas, what are you working on? What is Apollo? What is HeyApollo.com? Or on yes. Twitter, Apollo Sats. What are you working on over here, bro? Yeah, look. So it, it is it is a place to essentially, you know, search and discover all of the. We want to we want to basically provide a catalog for, you know, the Bitcoin products and services in the industry. Basically, try and get your answers to, you know, where do I buy Bitcoin or where do I store Bitcoin, and you know. And a lot of the other kind of niche services that come along with, with Bitcoin, whether it's, you know, all the cool different rewards apps or the social elements or merch stores or whatever. But the, 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 key, the key thing that we do is, is we actually get, we don't want to tell people about the products. We want people to tell people. So we want to actually incentivize people to come in and write reviews, write reviews of the products and services and actually, um, you know, basically that that is how you provide real signal when it's not just you know one per you know it's trying to actually decentralize the information and not just say well this is what this is what apollo thinks is about x and y but it's actually about what what do people think and you know we we have a pretty cool model because we incentivize people to write reviews because we pay them in sats so it's all it's all lightning based so people come in they they write a review. They get paid for their time because they're you know they're providing Apollo value. They're providing the world value, so they get paid for that. Um, so anybody can you know withdraw the Sats to, to their own Lightning wallet. Um, and that and that's that's really that's really our model. So we want to incentivize people to come in and and write reviews about you know their genuine experience using products and services. And then we just want to provide you know the best the best possible place for people to like new people to come in and search and discover about about these services interesting so what's the process with like um i don't know adding new uh categories or new companies onto the site can people just like they just add them if they have an account or is there some kind of like strenuous process to get the company on there it, it looks like it's mainly bitcoin only companies so like how, yeah, no, how do you screen this uh yeah so anybody anybody can you know submit a company to us and rec recommend it um we also talk to talk to companies that say hey we want to be listed and that's that's great and we, and we want to list them too i mean look we are we are very very much bitcoin focused i would say the the only area where it it, it becomes um it's hard to be completely bitcoin focused is when we when we get to the state of the the buy bitcoin category and that or you know the exchanges and the, just the reality is 
most of the exchanges in the industry today sell crypto. So we're not uh, Bitcoin only with the in, with that respect, but otherwise we do, you know, essentially try to be just, you know, completely Bitcoin focused. Um, and yeah, basically any, any, any Bitcoin only company can, can be listed where we, we, we want to list them. In fact, um, that's, that's really the whole point. Um, yeah, because, you know, we, we, we basically want to, uh, spread the word and spread the signal and, and provide, you know, just provide as much value as we can to people trying to, yeah, really, um, bring new people into Bitcoin, essentially, you know, we want, we want it to be that kind of, um, at first port of call once, once you've, you know, orange pilled somebody and you want, you want to take them, take it to the next step of, well, how do I actually do it? Um, I think, I think that's where we provide a lot of value. And I think the other thing that makes it uh, exciting is we kind of just want to remind, you know, the world that actually like there's a lot being built on Bitcoin and, you know, you, you see just absolute uh, ridiculous garbage fart about people building on, you know, Ethereum or whatever about, oh, all the builders are doing all this. It's like, actually, no, it, there's so much happening on Bitcoin, happening in Lightning, like today in 2023. It's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not some uh, future prospect. It's actually already happening right now. And so we just want to highlight that mostly. Love it. Okay, uh, one more question, and then and then I want to ask you about memes because I see you've been going hard on the meme games on Twitter. Um, what's the process of like? Uh, you said people can get sats for their reviews. Is that you just get sats for any review? Does it have to be positive, negative? Like, how's that process go? Yeah. So, look, anybody can come to the come to the website and 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 write a review, and you can get um, ba basically basically write a review it doesn't it can be positive negative whatever the the there is a there is we we provide a filter on it but the filter is nothing to do about your sentiment about the review basically we try and provide essentially a quality quality filter so if you come in and you write like one word review or you know you 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 basically just put we 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 have to protect against what we have is essentially um a sat faucet, if you'd like. So we have to protect, protect against people trying to take advantage of that and abuse the system. We're looking to actually provide rewards to people, you know, providing their genuine experience about about using a product. But as, as long as it's like sufficiently clear that that's what that is happening, regardless of your actual views about the product, then yeah, you you will get you will earn Bitcoin. Um, and then you know you basically and people can other users can can zap your 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 reviews if they if they like it more and you can earn more um and yeah that that's that's the model essentially interesting okay love it love it okay last question since we are going to go into the meme review as a you know a ceo of a company how important is it to make bitcoin memes because i've i've brought your memes on the show multiple times and then I realized this morning that we're bringing you on and I actually have one of your memes on the meme review. So people keep telling us that the meme review is just a bunch of noise, but there's so much power in the memes like memetics. It's memetic warfare out there, guys. And they're so important. Yeah, well, for, well, first of all, I'll, I'll correct you because I'm I'm not actually the CEO of, of Apollo. I'm, I'm one of the one of the co-founders. Oh, co-founder. OK. But uh, I will say that uh, it's incredibly important. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's everything. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> this is a, this is absolutely a propaganda warfare. Um, we need to be spreading the message and we need to be, uh, doing it in, in the most persuasive way possible. And there's, there's no doubt about that. So you need to, you need to be making people laugh. You need to be making people cry. You need to be making people feel, um, and if they like what, if they like it and if they, if they remember it, uh, that's what matters. So it's it's incredibly important. Love it. Absolutely couldn't agree more. Actually, we got one more question here from the from the group chat. Uh, I think it's a good question. So it's by John Pleb. He says, uh, for Apollo, how do you avoid fake accounts? Is is there some kind of screening process? Yeah, so we have. Um, <clears throat> so basically, we have two concepts of reviews on the platform. So we have uh, anybody can come in and write a review. And if it, if it just looks like a genuine experience, we're going to post it. 
But what we also have is we have a concept called a verified review where basically uh, we partner with, um, we essentially we collaborate with companies to get to get them to invite their users to write the reviews because they know, you know, the comp- companies themselves know, know their users. So they invite, invite users to a, um, you know, a private landing page that these people can use to, that we, that we know for sure they're a, they're a legit user. Okay. Interesting. Got it. 100%. Well, uh, for the audio listeners, uh, where can they find Apollo? Yeah, it's a uh, heyapollo.com, you know, H-E-Y-A-P-O-L-L-O. <laughs> Let's go. Well, Nico, any questions before we move on? Any thoughts? Yeah, man. That what I liked about what I liked about what you said of the memes, bro. It's the memes. <laughs> you gotta just you keep you gotta keep doing memes. Speaking of memes, let's jump straight into the meme review. Let's do it. The daily meme review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. Kaboom. Well, you heard it from Thomas himself. Memes are super important because we are in a memetic war and we have truth on our side and we have to do whatever we can to get the signal out there. Make your friends laugh. Make your enemies cry. <laughs> Battle the central bankers and the corporate BS. And, uh, you know, tweet to the bullets. Memes are the artillery. Drop your meme review score in the chat over there and we will review them live. And this first one, Nico. Uh, I know you tell me this is a family-friendly show and I do my best, but... We got tagged in this one. And shouts out to Thomas. Uh, Thomas underscore far on Twitter. I thought this one's hilarious. I, I see this this meme format all the time. Uh, it's usually a lot more DGN-like than this one. This is actually a very wholesome version of it. Anyways, we got a girl tweeting a, a boy or someone she's interested in. And she goes, so how big is it? And the guy tweets back, oh, man, it's about 25K. But even when it hits 100K, it will still have 100X potential. We're talking about Bitcoin price here, guys. We're just talking about Bitcoin price. Okay, Nico, fully PG-13 uh, meme. <laughs> Okay, this next meme is my fart face 2000. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, haven't seen you in a minute, but good to know that you're out there. And he goes, just XSATs. It will all make sense one day. Hashtag Bitcoin. And we got the classic Willy Wonka meme where, you know, he's looking very curious at your response. And he goes, you think the market will come down to your target, fill your order and then go back up? How curious. So interesting. You know, the the sat stacking hopium is real with a lot of people. And the next meme is by Mempool. And I didn't even know Nico was going to bring this up on the numbers. So it's fitting. You can you can see the community's response to this. Uh, and I'm talking about the overpaying of the mining fee. And this is the classic uh, Anakin and what's her name? Pad. Padme meme from Star Wars. And so we got Anakin here goes, I sent the urgent transaction you requested at 8.2 million sats per byte. And he goes, you mean 8.2 sats per byte, right? And he goes, you mean 8.2 sats per byte, right? Right? Oof. Absolutely devastated. This next one, Nico, uh, this one might be a little spicy. I don't know. But shout out to Rustin, a.k.a. Sats for Life. And he goes, I will not eat the bugs. And he goes, me in 2030 being executed for eating a chicken. Any last word? Fuck Claude Schwab. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. This last one is by Maxi's Club. Uh, and he goes, 514, non-financial advice. And it's a classic office uh, template. And he goes, I need you to find the difference between these two pictures. And we got a new crypto and a scam. And we got the, you know, female Bitcoin at the bottom. They're the same picture. A new crypto is a scam. Just buy Bitcoin. Say Bitcoin only. It's so much simpler. Anyways, this next meme is by the BTC therapist. And he goes, this is not financial advice. Laughing emoji. Hashtag BTC. And he goes, when literally anyone I've ever met asked me for financial advice. And it's a picture of the Joker holding the Bitcoin logo. And it goes, me. It's simple. We buy Bitcoin. It is so simple. Just go all in on Bitcoin. This is not financial advice, but this is what you should be doing. This is life advice. And then on the news. 
we got trolled kind of hard by our boy Greg Zaj, and it's simply Bitcoin doing the, you know, the it's the Wojat or the the guy meme getting the balloon, and it's simply Bitcoin uh, as the guy, and he's buying or grabbing the Bitcoin balloon. And then we have Swan behind us, and the balloon pops, and it's Ripple. Uh, <laughs> win, simply Ripple. Never. We are a Bitcoin-only show. Go oh, fuck man. yourself, Greg. Greg. Greg Zag. <laughs> Greg Zag. Bro, the memes on Friday were fucking savage. nuts. They were savage, bro. Um, I feel like everyone had a lot of vent up. Uh, Dude, it's bear, a bear market. Bear, I've been mar- it. bear market feels, bro. Bear, bear market, market things. Um, all right. I'm going to give that an honor of... Of Matrix. I'm going to give it a Duracell battery. Ooh, a battery. Wow. I feel like you've given that before. No, no, no. But, but I've given anyway. the whole pack, but not a single one. Okay. Well, I have. I, I know I've never done this, so I'm giving it a clean towel. I just did laundry yesterday, and I had oh, it wow. on my desk. I'm I impressed. haven't done laundry the whole time I've been I, on this show. I, I'm impressed. No, no. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thomas, what would you give those memes? I got to give it a uh, heating remote out of 10. Ooh, okay. All right. Fitting, fitting, considering the ERCOT news earlier. Okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, all right. Anyways, Nico, uh, we got to waste two seconds as we fill in (laughs) the... (laughs) What are you talking about? <laughs> Guys, we dri- we did drop Simply Bitcoin merch. Get yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie. We pay attention to details. It literally says Bitcoin or slavery on, on the little tag in the back. Get yourself wa- get yourself some Simply Bitcoin merch while supplies uh, last. All you got to do is scan the QR code on your screen. It'll de- take you directly to the Simply Bitcoin website where you can get yourself some Simply Bitcoin merch. All right, we got some scores. We got some scores. All right, first score by John Pleb. Joe Biden's favorite ice cream, fiscal fudge. (laughs) All right, making jokes, bro. (laughs) Satoshi, uh, meme score, Opti's green camera saturation. I'm just saying I'm looking green or my hair is green. I don't know what's going on. I I apologize. Next one. Next one. I was sun maxing this weekend, getting some walks in. (laughs) Maybe I'm... I don't know. I don't know. Next one by Elaine. Self-custody memes needed. Must contain streaming tears from losers and smiles and cheers from self-custodiers. Amen. Amen. Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. All right. Oh. Next Next one. <laughs> wow. We're getting trolled hard in here, Nico. We're going to do it for the culture, though. Read this one. Uh, Dr. Surge 9000. I give the memes a swamp blimp <laughs> advertising ripple flyover. Get it all out. Just get it all out. <laughs> Robert Schmidt. I give the memes a Monday morning white claw. All right. Oh, Robert gets it. This, this guy right. gets it. All right. Um, J Dub, the Laker, 21 mil. Nico's half streak fading, reconfirming the bear market. <laughs> Wrecked. Oh, man. Wrecked. All right. Uh, any any more, Opti? Are we buzzing? Uh, it? Wait. No. Yeah, yeah. It's not that we ran out. What? What? A or B? N- not the a not the bling thing. A or, a or B? No, not the not B. The A A. That is the correct answer. Oh, what is? No, that's not the one, dude. That is the wrong answer. Um, (laughs) Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to push the peaceful Bitcoin revolution forward is share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. I'm your host, Nico. is my co-host, Optimus Fields. I want to give a shout out to our special guest, Thomas. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, um, no, appreciate it. It was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, so... uh... Thomas Farah, Thomas underscore Farah on Twitter and heyapollo.com. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show and you know what to do, I already said it. Smash the like button. We'll see you tomorrow, 12, 15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Peace out, y'all. 